Hello. So today we have uh, Dr. Anurag Batra. He's one of the youngest media moguls in India, a serial entrepreneur and a mentor to many successful entrepreneurs. He's a man of many talents uh, who adorns many hats. Uh, so for example, he's an entrepreneur, BW business world exchange for media. Apart from that, he's also an author an angel investor, a TV show host. And uh, he believes that if you make your hobby or profession, you don't have to work and life is going to be a blessing. So welcome to the show, sir. And it's been a pleasure that you've consented to be part of this show. Welcome. Thank to you, Anurag. Always pleasure speaking to an Anurag. Yes, actually it's an Anurag hosting and another Anurag. So sir, uh, I'll straight away get into the questions uh, that in your formative years, you know, the school, college, uh, these leave behind a lot of impact on our entire life. So what was that one incident which changed your outlook towards life? You know, Anurag, it's never that one incident that changes. It's how you grow up. It's a lot of influences. But I would say my entry into MDI changed my career because I met very bright people there, my batchmates. It's a very good institution. And, uh, you know, good institutions are a passport to success. At least at the entry level, they help you get through to a good job. So I would say MDI was a turning point in my life. In 94, I got admission in MDI. I studied in MDI from 94 to 96. I think that those were very good years. So, sir, before MDI, you did a B.Tech in computer science. So, in most cases, a B.Tech in computer science often get, goes unutilized and probably just becomes a gateway to cracking cat. So, now, sir, in retrospect, how would you reflect on your decision to pursue I tell you, I was growing up at a time when my parents are academicians and they said to me, uh, when I was in 10th uh, year engineering, life is a breeze, must be And I was a decent student, so... Uh, when I got into engineering, uh, I went to engineering because my parents told me, you know, it was one of the better choices at that time. So really engineering uh, um, was done because it was other people were doing engineering. Whereas when it comes to MBA, I chose to do MBA because my father wanted me to do an MTech and I said, I don't want to do an MTech. I'd rather do an MBA. I don't want to do a coding job. So I think MBA doesn't go waste. Similarly, the BTEC doesn't go waste. I'll tell you why I say that. Um, at the end of the day, education is also about life experiences. In BTEC, uh, for the first time I left home, and I went to a hostel and I got life experiences. So it's never a waste in that sense. Of course, in terms of BTEC computer science and applying computer science unless until you're in a job, uh, in a coding job or an IT services job. Yes, the direct application of what you learned in engineering doesn't happen. But otherwise, I believe nothing goes in waste in life. Every experience teaches you everything. So engineering, I would say, jokingly, I say I did a B.Tech in beer drinking, uh, not computer science, but I don't drink that often now. I do social drinking. But in those years, you know, I went to hostel for the first time. I started smoking, I started drinking. I made a lot of friends, you know, I became the extrovert I am today. Um, so really, I made, I became independent because for the first time I went into a hotel. So the 
engineering campus doesn't just teach you engineering. Once you live in the hostel, it teaches you to be emotionally strong. It teaches you to live your life and make your own choices yourself. So it brings responsibility. And there I say, I, you know, I kind of experimented a lot while I was in the engineering campus. And I think I did whatever I did very early in life, relatively speaking. And I think uh, engineering was, I made a lot of friends, I had lots of good time. And I think uh, that's also important. Uh, Fair point. So it doesn't go waste. Nothing yeah. goes waste. No, my only concern was that, you know, uh, our con so like in India, people after doing engineering probably think what they want to do with their life. So it becomes like, okay, first engineering. Yeah, because then they're guided by, you're absolutely right. Before that, they're guided by their parents. Once they get out, they get exposure. They also understand, do we want to do this kind of a job? So, you know, they start thinking of the career then. Not everyone starts thinking of their career in 8th or 10th or 12th. Yeah, so, so we mostly follow our parents. Family. Yes. So then now coming happens. And, that's, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, parents being the best for their children. That's okay. So you had stated to us in an earlier interview on my blog, My MBA Story, that MBA is like a crash course in survival. And uh, sir, you are an illustrious alum of MDI Gurgaon. You've been nominated by the government on their board. Uh, you're the president of the alum association. What exactly should a youngster be mentally prepared for during the MBA program? Uh, it's a lot of initial stress. I've seen my brother-in-law. He's your junior from MDI Gurgaon, Hemant. So what exactly is like uh, the stress and why did you say that you should be like uh, prepared for a crash course of survival? Like is survival... Can I tell you, first of all, uh, at the end of the day, I was lucky enough to get into MBI. There were lesser number of students used to apply. And that's, that's a fact. I jokingly say I got into MBI when the quality control was bad. But life is about being lucky. Life is not being about the most intelligent, most hardworking. Of course, if you're intelligent and you're hardworking, I keep saying that, you know, luck favors the brave. Uh, if you the harder you work, the luckier you get. And I believe in that. But I, I'll tell you why I said MBA is a crash course. See, one is uh, you're dealing with people from various streams. Uh, there I say uh, their knowledge quotient is better, their exposure is better. You have a better understanding of what you want in life, you don't want in life. Also, MBA in good schools is very competitive. Uh, you know, whether you do case studies, whether do you team projects, uh, it kind of is a simulation of what happens in real life. So there is competition, there is collaboration. Uh, and there I say there is also exposure to the business world, which doesn't happen in engineering school. So really, I'll tell you at MBI, we wouldn't get any time. We would be so overloaded with work, which is what has prepared us for working hard today. Right, because we would do classes, then we would get assignments. It was about in, interacting with the industry that teaches you a lot. So why I say MBA is a, I jokingly I say Anurag, MBA is much below average, but uh, I think it teaches you a lot of things, that, namely how to compete. MBA is very competitive. The students, your classmates, your friends are very 
competitive. It may not come across, but they are. Secondly, you still got to collaborate with them. So it teaches you. Third, it gives you real life experiences of what's happening in the industry. And fourth, uh, you know, most of the B schools, especially, you know, had a huge interaction with the industry. So you learn actual things of what's happening in the industry and not just theory. So in that way, it really prepares you for life. Fair points, I've got it. In 1996, after you graduated from MDI, uh, you had an offer from an IT services firm from the MDI campus, but you joined a friend who was setting up this real estate startup, uh, 1996, like startup today is very different connotation, uh, Collier's Jadine. And it was almost like entrepreneurship over your job. How did you convince your parents? So I read that your father uh, jokingly said, Ki, yeah, uh, you know, my father studied at Bitspilani, chose to be a professor. So I got a job with Mastek, Ashan Design, right? I first met him last week. He was on my daily TV show. And I said, I want to call you and tell you a story, which I haven't told him, but I'll call him. I forgot to call him, but after that, I'll call him. So I was all set to join, but there were three months, and I went to see a friend who introduced me to his brother in law, who was setting, was Australian, setting up Collier Jardin. And uh, it was a joint venture with HTFC and Ireland FS. So, very good uh, kind of pedigree. The Australian explained the job to me. I liked it. And I came back home and I told my dad I will not join Mastek, but I joined Collier's Jardin. So I, my dad asked me what is Collier's Jardin. So I tried to explain to him that it does real estate research, it does consulting, it does broking. So my dad got onto the broking part and he said, those are old mindsets. The reason I share that story is that I think parents by and large are very understanding of the opportunities in the environment. I have two young kids. One of them is now making career choices. At the end of the day, our role as parents is to support them in their journey. They will select whatever they want. And there I say marks are important, but they're not the most important. Uh, you could have lesser marks and still do well because you are more hardworking, because you're more lucky, because you're more diligent, you're more sincere. You're doing something that you like, so it's not a job. So you actually put in much more effort than you did at a subject in college or school. So I think um, I keep saying you make your hobby or profession, you don't have to work. So you have to naturally select that you, something that you enjoy doing. Because if you select that, then you're not working, you're having fun. And when you're having fun, you'll give it your best and automatically you'll succeed. So I joined Colliers, then I worked with Chesterton, then I joined J. Walter Thompson, then I started Exchange for Media. So I have an unusual journey. And you know, one thing leads to another, to another, to another. So life is about serendipity. Um, you know, things happen in a beautiful chance way. And while I make efforts, I believe that my life is preordained by God, by God's. I'm a Hindu, I believe in Prarab. But I make efforts because I don't know what God is. So I, I pray to God and I hope that I live up to my full potential and I contribute beyond myself. So I think, uh, you know, parents uh, lead you to places where you think they will, they think you will do well with what they are familiar. But today parents are also open to creative careers, like a chef, like a musician. So, you know, being an entrepreneur, right? So I don't think today 
parents only think of engineering and doctor and ca and civil services i think with success of so many people in so many domains and those careers becoming sustainable and respected and valuable i think parents are much more open to new age careers than they ever were absolutely sir i agree completely with you so now let's so let's say there are a lot of youngsters and who would want guidance on you and a lot of them would be like confused that a uh, i have a choice to be a part of the slave let's say to the corporate world a vice president uh, with a fancy salary vice president director and the second is to plunge into the risky uh, turbulent waters of entrepreneurship so how does one choose like because you have seen both worlds you've made those difficult choices how does one I, I, my life is accidental serendipity i didn't want i mean i didn't plan to be an entrepreneur it happened but if you are planning to be an entrepreneur today is a good time why do i say that i think one the society is more open to it so there is no pressure second if you are an entrepreneur you succeed great if you fail you will get up even better job than you got pre entrepreneur third is today there is support systems incubators uh, so on and so forth which can help you in your dream or there is funding available and fifth there i say that when you are an entrepreneur you are independent uh, the fruits that you get of your hard work you enjoy but let me give you the philip side the philip side is an entrepreneur you have to work harder than you work in a job at least three times harder second is you know people look at the glamorous thing of there's a lot of struggle behind it there's a lot of hard work there's a lot of dealing with investors dealing with customers dealing with employees so you have to deal with a lot of uncertainty can you deal with uncertainty is that a question you have to ask third i keep saying life is about trade offs as i said in entrepreneurship you got to spend much more time right so i may you know you'll watch less movies you'll read less uh you possibly will sleep less are you ready for that you have to trade off it's a trade off entrepreneurship is also a trade off keep you know how much time energy emotional you know energy you are spending in being an entrepreneur so being an entrepreneur is easy and tough it's like doing yoga i mean is it easy or tough it depends on how you take it but if you do yoga and you did it rightly it will improve your health right you may have to get up early in the morning do yoga you know but it will help you so being an entrepreneur is like doing yoga it is it when you start it seems tough but as you go along you start to enjoy it and it becomes part of your daily life i think that's how i'd like to explain it to to anybody watching this and at the end of the day you got to you know it may i may sound too simplistic i said to you at the start as well Uh, choose what you love if you choose what you love anyway it's not a job you're enjoying what you do when you're enjoying what you do everything is a by product money is a by product so on and so forth sir i mean it's almost quite like a magical story that india's oldest and premier business magazine business world so you would have probably been a reader some decades ago of it so did you ever for 22 years huh it is the second oldest ah second india oldest. is the oldest within the 40th year business india is in the 
45th year, so I'd like to be factual about this. Yeah. But sir, like you were a leader but at one point in time and you brought it. You know what happened? I did build a Anurag before Business World. I did build a media company that sites on advertising, marketing media. It's called exchangemedia.com. There's a weekly called impactonnet.com and there's a monthly called pitchonnet.com. So it is not my first media enterprise. And again, uh, when I was building exchangemedia.com, I started it uh, to build a B2B e-commerce company in media where buying and selling of media time and space happened. But that didn't happen. We had started a daily newsletter, became popular for the last 18, 19 years. I can say we are the homepage of everybody in advertising, marketing, media, exchange for media.com. So I think um, this was my second attempt at uh, building a media company. Our first was successful. So today we are not just a magazine. We are, of course, a magazine. But we are a daily digital platform, www.businessworld.in. We are becoming digital in a way that it should be. We're becoming video in a way it should be. So I'm not in the business of magazines, websites, events. I'm in the business of a brand and content that manifests itself in a 360 degree manner. We've built many B2B business to business, many B2C business to consumer community. For example, bwhotelier.com, bweducation.com, bwpeople.com. So, you know, what I'd say is that I was lucky enough to inherit a fantastic brand and I build on top of it and my best is yet to come. So I would encourage all of you to pick up a copy of Business World or read businessworld.in and I promise you it will it will help you in whatever little I achieve because I read more than ever. I still read a lot of newspapers. But even at the age of 10, I used to read four or five newspapers. By the age of 20, I would read all the venerable magazines, Indian or international. Uh, I would read more books. So reading makes you wiser. It helps you in your career. And, um, you know, we live in a knowledge economy. So, you know, business world is part of that knowledge economy. So, yes, I was a reader for 21 odd years. And for the last six and a half years, I have owned it. It's like magical from being a reader of a magazine to becoming the owner. I mean, this is like a dream come true. How... So it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So I see your... it as a responsibility. Yeah. I see it as a responsibility. I still have a big vision for business world. I have not achieved all of it. So there is a lot of work in progress. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to even achieve greater heights. So what has been that inflection point in your career? So you talked a lot about accidental serendipity. That one moment we just changed, okay, now Anurag Batra from this level is suddenly catapulted to a very next level. No, of I, never, I don't think like that, Anurag, I'll be honest. I think in terms of milestones, you know, I have to build this, you know, one thing leads to another. Um, so, you know, I don't think like I've, I work very hard. I get up every morning. I work very, very hard. And, you know, I still have a long way to go. But I give it my best. And I know at some stage, the fruit still coming. So what also happens is, Anurag, life is a journey. And, sir, what about that one moment where you failed? I mean, yeah, it's like... Uh... I mean, I started a media school. Uh, for example, we are lucky that somebody like Rubika Lyakar on ABP News is from our school. So we ran it for five years, we shut it down. I started other ventures, invested in other ventures, they haven't worked. So, you know, I keep saying, Anurag, that uh, failure is not final and neither is success. 
So what you have to do is, I also keep saying, you know, experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. There's a thing called failure. It's the idea fails, the project fails, uh, the pro you know, the product fails. So you go back, you improve, you come back. The person never fails. As long as you ever stand up and get back on your feet and you give it your best. And uh, you give it your best and magic happens. So there is no stigma attached to failure per se, like in our society. In India, there is. To be honest, it has become lesser, but still uh, there is a, you know, stigma. stigma attached to failure. So I keep saying we only celebrate success, we don't celebrate failure. Yeah. The day we celebrate failure, we'll have a product company out of India. We'll have a Facebook, Google, 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 Google. Google. Absolutely, sir. Sir, what have been those hobbies which help you unwind? So once you said you make your hobby only your work, but apart from that also, and then what is your fitness regime? So I'll tell you my hobby is consuming content. I used to consume a lot of movie content. I'm not able to watch that many movies. In fact, in lockdown, I haven't been able to watch too many. I'm too busy working. Uh, yes, I love reading, love watching movies, love listening to music. Uh, my fitness regime is I do yoga in the morning and I've started to do cycling. So I need to be better at my fitness and I'm, I'm working in that direction. And so what is that one book that has left a huge impact on you? Because you read, you know, I read a lot of books, so you can't say one, but I'll give you two, three. One yeah. is Tuesdays with Mori by Mitch Elbaum, yeah. which I read about 15, 17 years back. Second, a book I read five, six years back called The Gifts of Imperfection by, uh, by a lady. Achha. You know, okay. The Gifts okay. of Imperfection. Gifts of Imperfection. And last year, a friend of mine gave me a book called Seat of the Soul by Gary Zukav. Oh. These are three books I would say you can read for entrepreneurs. I would say there's a book called the hard things about hard things. Oh. So, so my final question to you, what would be that advice which Mr. Anurag Batra would give to his younger self, the Anurag Batra aged 20? So one is, uh, you know, I would say that to myself would be youngster at the age of 20 now based you know, on one, one, see, I know I don't come from an entrepreneur's family. My parents are academicians. One would be to have mentors who tell you in business and listen to them. Second, listen to your wife or your partner uh, because sometimes they are very wise and they can see things that you don't. Third is, um, you know, be more objective about things. Don't be emotional. It's very tough, but it is possible. And fourth, I'd say is, you know, I would say to Anurag, younger Anurag, is that you know, celebrate whatever works while you continue to improve whatever doesn't work. Be proud of what you achieve and thank God. I believe gratitude is very important. If you are grateful for what you achieved, more comes to you. Absolutely. So gratitude is one virtue that is missing in the current generation of youngsters. I mean, it's like the sense of entitlement is what it prevails that we just yes, feel like we are. So you know, some of them are good, some of them are not good, but it's okay. Yeah. And I want to say to your viewers before I leave, I follow five mantra. They're in my book also. It's called Eight Days a Week. It's coming out. It's a metaphor on loving what you do and doing what you love. Okay. One is uh, if you can dream it, you can do it. Visualization is key. 
second is i wrote a piece called introduction capital the gist of it is that if you help other people grow god helps you grow uh, yes third is uh, never say never have an open mind uh, mind is like a parachute it only works when it's open fourth if you believe you are lucky you get lucky so it's what you believe makes you who you are right and last but not the least i keep saying that i said it before life is a trade off you have to decide what do you want to put your energy and time into whatever you put your energy and focus into will grow uh, so it's up to you you can make anything happen so sky is the limit uh, whatever you dream can happen wow so amazing words of wisdom from you sir and thank you so much for sharing your journey so candidly i mean such a celebrated person in the entrepreneurship circle consenting to come on our shows candidly telling about his life experiences is such a pleasure and uh, uh, the audience i would request you to like this uh, video and it's also now available on google podcast as well as apple itunes so in case you want the just the conversation while driving probably you could use that as well thank you so much for coming on the show sir it's been a pleasure no, no. having you thank all you all the best to your endeavors thank you thank you sir